Welcome to Mostly True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, John Lipscomb. Like me, you probably had a friend die when you were young, and it forced you to come to grips with life and death and the injustice of it all. I had a friend when I was maybe 13 or 14. His name was Ronnie, and he was three years older than me. Most of the boys that I ran around with were older. He was a rugged boy. I remember he had a flat top crew cut. He was muscular and smoked cigarettes openly in front of his parents. His stepdad treated Ronnie rather poorly compared to how he treated his brothers. It confused me, so I asked my mom why his dad hated him, and my mother tried to explain to me that Ronnie was a child from another man, and his brothers weren't. His dad called him names and hit him occasionally in front of the rest of us boys, and he wouldn't let him drink water or go inside on a summer day when it was hot and we were out playing. It really bothered me, but I never talked to Ronnie about it. And, of course, I never defended him either. Nobody did. We just minded our own business while he was mistreated openly. One day his cousin told me that Ronnie had just died the night before and it was on the news. So we ran into the house and turned the television on and watched the news crew film the river and the firemen as they pulled out a body, a lifeless swollen body, from a mess of branches alongside the river. His stepdad was standing on the bank with police, sobbing. My buddy and me cried watching it on television. You're probably thinking he was swimming and drowned as it happens often every day with kids playing around rivers and streams. But that's not how it happened. Ronnie had gotten into an argument at home and ran away the evening before meeting up with some friends. In his drunken despair, this 16-year-old tied a cement block to his ankle and swam into a rushing river while his best friend stood on the bank and watched. Whatever we saw between him and his stepdad in the daytime, I promise you there was more terrible happenings at night. I think Ronnie was self-aware enough to know that he would soon be the guy that we all pointed at and warned our kids not to grow up to be like. And he saw himself in the future and waited against what little he had experienced as good and happiness in the world. And the math just didn't add up.
I wish I had shared with him that the best way to beat a stepdad's rejection was to live life happily in front of him and not in the ground below his feet. My buddy and me plotted to murder his stepdad, but we never went through with it. I often wonder how I would react if his mistreatment had happened while I was a full-grown man. If you mistreat your stepchild, be sure to do it far from me, just in case what I believe about myself is actually true. Let's talk again next week.